What's up, shipheads? This is the Sir Yacht Show. We have an awesome show for you today, possibly my favorite show of the year. Uh, we have the Week 6 NFL Preview, this quarter's MVP and LVP, the first quarter of the season. Hot takes, we're roasting Kyler Murray, we're talking about everything. I'm joined in here in Cleveland by at Brickball Blitz and in Sioux Falls, South Dakota by at Matasaurus Rex. Our top headlines for today. Devontae Adams threw down a cameraman after the Raiders lost to the Chiefs. I haven't seen a camera get fucked up this bad in Las Vegas since Kim K and Ray J's sex tape. That's a classic right there. Yeah, actually it was also filmed in Cabo, but for this joke, it was, it was Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, I mean, Devontae and Derek Carr guys seem to be having kind of a tough connection. It's, however, only second and worst connections with a car in Las Vegas in the past year. <sighs> come, uh, come on, come on, come on. I thought on, you were genuinely on, trying on. to open up. Derek Carr, Devontae Adams discourse there. I was not, I did not expect that one. Bravo. No, I don't want to sweep that under the rugs. Sorry. That was wild. Speaking of Devontae Adams, after the loss to the Chiefs on Monday night, Devontae Adams pushed a sound guy out of his way, but apologized after he realized that it wasn't Hunter Renfro. <laughs> well, since we're Classic all talking Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams apologized for pushing a sound guy after the Monday night football game. He said, and I quote, I bumped into them, and he kind of ended up on the ground. Coincidentally, this is the same excuse that Chris Jones and Grady Jarrett had to explain for the roughing the passer penalties. Literally, literally the exact same thing. <laughs> so breaking news, the Panthers fired Matt Rule, and many asked what his next career choice would be. Some believe he will be a porn star after getting fucked by Jimmy Garoppolo this weekend. After Matt Rule's firing, Baker Mayfield will be playing for his sixth head coach in five years. That's right. Baker Mayfield will be playing for his sixth head coach in five years. The list of coaches he's playing for is approaching the length of menu items to choose from at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> so I didn't know the Baker Mayfield Cheesecake Factory story until Johnny's headline last week. I had to like go when I was editing the podcast. I went back and Googled it and it made me appreciate the joke that much more. It's insane. You're, all, you're it's, welcome. <laughs> it's insane. While, while we're on the topic of all that, uh, Panthers coach Steve Wilkes was promoted to interim head coach, giving Baker Mayfield his sixth coach in five years. When asked about this, Baker replied, it sucks, but not as much as the head of cheesecake. <laughs> God damn. Great right. minds think alike. <laughs> Clearly. All right. The NHL season starts tonight. That's not even a joke. I just genuinely wanted to get the word out there because the NHL <laughs> does such a bad job of marketing. That is true. I honestly did not know the NHL season started tonight. No one does. I have no idea. No one does. No, it's like yeah, pay for a commercial. That's all you got to do. When baseball has like does a better job of of marketing than you, like something's wrong. Clearly, I have a I have a joke before the joke. Um, so I just heard that the uh, surviving lineage of Christopher Columbus's family um, is reportedly very upset that that the uh, Chiefs won on Columbus Day. <laughs> okay, so Antonio Brown thinks Draymond Green is a bitch after apologizing for his pool incident. Because, like, Jordan Poole. Bad week yeah, to be you know a pool. Bad week to be any type of pool. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, guys, because they're comparing this incident to Warriors coach Steve Kerr when he got punched in the face by Michael Jordan when they both played on the Bulls. And I just – do you guys know why that happened? It's actually because of a miscommunication. So Michael Jordan thought that Steve said the N-word, and he was like, no, I was just saying my son's name. <laughs> <laughs> So last week, Kanye West went on an anti-Semitic rant related to his ban from Instagram. In other, in other news, guys, Deshaun Jackson is hiring Ye as his agent. <laughs> Damn. Jeez. 
Antonio Brown was in the news this week again for dishing out more attacks at former teammate Tom Brady, making it the worst PR week for a rapper not named Kanye West. There you go. Wow. Look at us. Look at us. Very, very in sync today. We're getting better. Our preseason's We're over. Crossing over. We we know the headlines. Yeah, our preseason's over. We're in our bag right now. Speaking of bag, congratulations, everybody. Let's give a round of applause to the cameraman who got pushed by Devontae Adams and won the fucking lottery. Good for him. He won he won the lottery. That is isn't that everybody's dream? You know, in college you uh you want to get hit on campus by a car so you get free tuition. That cameraman won the fucking lottery last night. He, all he did was just going to go try to do his job. Maybe he was done taking photos. And all of nowhere, Devontae Adams just pushes him. And, and he, do you, you know what he did today? He went to the hospital. And uh, he's, he's filing a police charge against uh, – you know what they said? They said it's, it's non-life-threatening injuries. That's got to be why you get into being an NFL photographer, right? For just that hope that someone's going to run into you, crash into you, and then you retire. Like – if all goes well, he should be able to retire. Like that was the last game he should be working. Matt, if you so, if let's say Travis Kelsey, for example, catches a you know two foot toe tap before going out of bounds, it's between you and the camera surviving. Are you choosing the camera? Yeah, probably. I'm moving the camera out of the way. I'm 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 going like. Uh, You're getting that bag. Yeah, like who's the, who's the worst flopper? I don't want to go like LeBron's a flopper in the NBA, but. I'm taking a page out of the NBA flopping book. I'm falling backwards 20 feet. I'm I'm ending up, I'm going to be on the ground laying like when someone in Family Guy falls over, like with the arm <laughs> over <laughs> beyond the back and stuff like that. I'm going to look mangled. <sighs> exactly. I think you got to practice. I think you. I think this is something that all photographers, if anybody's listening, all photographers in the NFL should be practicing. Practice for your Kodak moment. It's like the sniper at sporting events I don't know if you guys know this there's a sniper like at every sporting event in case anything bad happens it's like you don't actually or like or like a lifeguard that'll be easier so lifeguards don't really do anything maybe like once in their careers but you train for that that's what photographers should do they should be training for this moment to be hit by Devontae Adams and this photographer fucking nailed it this is a pro photographer podcast it is absolutely okay. and let me just say I am so sick of athletes just like doing shit like this like i get they're all like macho hyper competitive or whatever the fuck but i'm so sick of that being an excuse like of being a dick like that's why i'm not a huge fan of michael jordan like everyone's like oh he's an alpha male he's a total winner no he's an asshole he's like just not a good person i think i agree i think we as a society yeah, yeah i think we as a society need to learn to separate the two yeah, I mean, as a Browns fan right now, dealing with the uh, quarterback situation, I 10,000% agree with you, and it's something that people just don't do. And that's I, that's a lot of why I like LeBron a lot more. I think he's a more likable person. Yeah. What do you mean? I think Jacoby, I, I think Jacoby Brissett's a good person. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. He's I talking about Josh Rosen, Johnny. Um, I don't want to talk about the Browns, so we're not going to. They don't deserve our time. When they start winning, this is an anti-Browns podcast until they start winning. Yeah, Sorry. Check, check your YouTube to- video if you want your feelings on the Browns. Yeah, agreed. Check my check my YouTube page. Check my reacts page. Check whatever, but not this. We're not going to be fucking doing this. Okay, so let's talk about. Um, how about we talk about Kyler Murray? What the fuck was he wearing the other day? His pregame fit. I think we should talk about what he looked like. I'll go first. Kyler Murray looks like he just won a Nickelodeon Kids Choice Award and got slimed. Kyler Murray looks like Princess Fiona after she got turned into an ogre. <laughs> okay, 
Shame on you guys. Do you know how much XP that must have taken to upgrade to that outfit? <laughs> and you guys are just going to shit on it? I'm not going to sit here and stand for that. I don't know what you're talking about because Kyler Murray looks like he just got picked first in the 2004 WNBA draft. Kyler Murray looks like a background character from the Cat in the Hat movie. He just looked like a pear, to be honest. Kyler Murray, he actually looked like the green Eminem. Kyler Murray looks like he's attending an Irish mass. He looked like <laughs> the most sour apple in the orchard. Kyler Murray looks like he's about to give a TED Talk about quilts. Those are all the Kyler Murray quotes I had. Kyler Murray looks like an NPC at a GTA strip club. He looks like the head of your microphone. <laughs> Kyler Murray looks like his marriage was destroyed by Monica Lewinsky. Kyler Murray looks like his marriage was destroyed by Tom Brady. Kyler Murray looks like the Queen of England. Kyler Murray looks like the lead role for Dumb and Dumber 3. And Kyler Murray looks like he's about to steal Christmas. Do you think he w felt confident putting that outfit on in the morning? Or do you think he knew he was taking a bit of a risk? Because I, I can never tell with these NFL NBA outfits these days. I think he put the outfit on in the dark. I don't think he knew what color it was until he got out. He's like, <laughs> you think he was like running late in the morning and he just like put something together? Yeah, it just wasn't on. Uh, the lights weren't on. Here's the thing. I think he's delusional. I think everything he says in his press conferences and the way he acts and his like demeanor, like that's such a Kyler Murray. I think when you're rich, you lose the sense of like, oh, this is fashion. It's like because it's like $10,000. Like, no, you're just delusional and you like spending money. And like, wasn't it didn't that have to do something with with Warzone or something? Am I am I correct? It was like something. Did the outfit was like a sponsored thing because it did. Have, it was like the Call of Duty green. Ironically enough, I think that I think it was a sponsored thing. But and at that point, he's got to be trolling us, right? Because he knows all the jokes people are gonna make about him doing a Call of Duty like brand deal. So he's got to be trolling us at that point. It it's straight up a two and three outfit. That's all I'll say. Is if you're wearing some like something like that, you better you better win that game. And that's what my criticism always was with Cam Newton. Like, if you're gonna go up wear dressing like the Riddler or whatever, especially if you're gonna wear it to the post game press conference, you got you kind of have to win the game. Like, I don't mind wearing like the crazy outfits or whatever, but bring a backup like t shirt in case you lose. Uh, should we dive into some hot takes? You think? I think we should. I'm ready. All right. You want to go first, Johnny? All right. So uh, my hot take is I think Geno Smith keeps this up. Geno Smith uh, has been out of the league like as a starter for like the past eight years, but uh, like not like he, he he hasn't just been like a role player or complimentary or good or very good or really good or great. Like he's playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and um, like like a legitimate strength of that Seahawks, like the legitimate strength of that entire Seahawks team. That defense is maybe the worst in the league. Um, I think he keeps this up. Like he's performing basically on an MVP level right now. He's been insane. I'm happy for him. He's uh, yeah, he looks great. He looks fantastic, and I think it's nice to have a resurgence of his career. It's super funny because Russell Wilson just has had the complete opposite trajectory in Denver, and nobody thought the Seahawks would be good. A lot of people, I think, thought that Drew Locke was going to be the starter for the Seahawks. So I think that's a, I think that's a good take. He's also on my fantasy team, so. No one cares. I hope so. I no one cares. No, yeah, it's interesting because, like, statistically, he's top three pretty much in everything, I think. And usually there is that difference between, like, the eye test and what the stats say. Like, you can be good on the stat sheet. It's kind of like the Kirk Cousins effect. You can be good on the stat sheet, but then, like, when you actually watch him play, you're like, all right, he's not, like, great. But Gino's making throws that are, like, ending up on SportsCenter. He's yeah, his deep accuracy has been insane. It's yeah, it's crazy. Like I don't know where this resurgence has come from, but 
Like right now you can make the argument the Seahawks upgraded at quarterback while also obtaining two extra first round picks, Noah Fant, and a backup in Drew Locke. So if this keeps up, Seahawks are thieves. Well, legalized bank, Robbie, do we know Geno Smith's salary for his contract for the the Seahawks? I I would bet it's not a lot. In 2022, Smith will earn a base salary of $1.26 million, a signing bonus of $500,000. So basically it's like, and then like a roster bonus of $1.69 million. So basically it's like $2, $3 million. And then Russell Wilson's is what, $250 for his contract? Until 2029 or something like that. There was a funny tweet. It was like, guys, don't worry. Uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos have a lot of time until like 2026 to like figure this out. In other words, like they're like they they have dead cap. Like they have to. This has to work. Like it has to. They don't have a choice. Yeah, I. Crazy. The Broncos are kind of screwed unless they do eventually figure out. I don't know if it's a coaching change or I don't know if it's not letting Russ cook. Maybe Pete Carroll was right all along to run the ball as much as they did. I agree. And Nathaniel Hackett. At coaching decisions single-handedly have lost the Broncos two games. You got a hot take, Matt? Yeah, so going over to NBA land a little bit, I know he's been like a key part to not only the Golden State Warriors championship run, but also Colin Cowherd building his podcast network. But you got to trade Draymond Green, I think, at this point. He's such mm. a headache for that team. He straight up punched a man in the face, which I just, again, going back to what we were talking about, like the alpha male stuff like that. And we don't know the full story. We don't know what was going on, but Jordan Poole is an ascending asset. Draymond Green, descending asset. Trade him to the Lakers. He'd love that. He'd love to get to play with his buddy LeBron. And he'd actually, I think, would help the Lakers out a good amount. I don't know how him and Anthony Davis would work together. That kind of seems like two completely opposite people in general. But I think Draymond Green at this point is just causing more harm to the Warriors than good. So I just say trade him. Yeah, I I a thousand percent agree with that. The issue with him going to the Lakers is he fits the Warriors very, very well because of his ability to be a point guard and dribble and things like that. Obviously, LeBron can do the same thing. But the Warriors obviously are like one of the greatest, if not the greatest shooting team in NBA history. The Lakers best three point shooter, I believe, is Contavious Caldwell Pope. Yeah. I, I don't I I don't think they have the shooting that the Warriors do. Actually, I just we we all know that. So is it too many guys that can't shoot the three? I don't know. I'm not quite sure. But I do think his role will at least help the Lakers. I don't know if it'll it'll benefit them like it has benefited the Warriors. But I 100 percent agree with you. I think he should be out. I think the people that the Warriors have brought in are Draymond Green's replacements. They are nurturing them that way to move on from Draymond so that they don't have to pay him a max deal. And I don't think Draymond's going to get a max deal anywhere. I would be surprised. I mean, he's going to get somewhere. Somebody's going to overpay. There, or there's, the Orlando somewhere. Magic is out there. They, he'll find a spot. That's fair. That's also, fair. you could argue I, I he, he's the reason they lost KD, too. Like he's done He's done a lot for that franchise, but he's done a lot of harm, too. No, he's 10,000% the reason why they lost KD. Like, telling him that they won won without him, they don't need him. I mean, that's something that still sticks with KD to this day. So, I agree with you. I Draymond Green, I think his the way he's talking now to you, I, I, I enjoy his podcast. 
But I think he j- he's like the guy that is in a group project and gets the A but doesn't do anything. He's the guy that thinks he's him. He thinks he's on the team. Like he's not doing what Steph and Clay and all those guys are in Jordan, even Jordan Poole, the guy he punched. And and to be fair, like I I thought it was just a little altercation, maybe a slap, something like that, maybe some pushes. Then TMZ that video gets leaked, and why was I'm like, it, why, oh. was, why was it leaked? Why yeah, was it leaked? yeah. Well, an- another thing too is yeah, why why did you punch him? Well, yeah, Steve Kerr's like, that shouldn't be leaked. It's like, while that may be true, why are we focusing more on that and not on Jordan Poole getting absolutely obliterated by Draymond Green yeah, for exactly. no reason? Just I'm like sorry. Complete lack of accountability. If Draymond Green comes into my face, into my personal space Whoa, what, with his— what do you mean by that? <laughs> if Draymond Green comes into my face, into my mouth, if he comes into my personal space with his flaming hot Cheeto-ass breath, I'm pushing him. And like, well, he shouldn't have pushed him. That started the fight. It's like, I don't expect Draymond Green to fight me. We're teammates. Maybe a shove, but not punching me. It's also you know I October. It's like the first week of practice. Like, what, yeah. what is that intense? You just won the championship. Why are you so hostile? Yeah, that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. But you, you know what I think? I think Draymond Green is secretly Bruce Banner. You think? He, yeah, he just randomly has moments where he just turns into the Incredible Hulk. Except for his Hulk smash is just hitting people in the nuts. All right, so Joe... What is your hot take? So, Matt mentioned NBA land where his his hot take went. I'm going to take us to the land before time. I don't think dinosaurs were real. I don't think dinosaurs were real. You're telling me 65 million years ago, 30 to 40 foot fucking species, giant ass birds, whatever you want to call them, reptiles, got destroyed by one fucking meteor? You sound like Kyrie Irving right now. No, I call cap. Matt, I want to hear your opinion. Do you think dinosaurs were real? Um, that is a great question. I I saw your tweet about this. Right. And I think they were, but I am probably more skeptical. I would not be surprised if they weren't. Obviously the skeletons <laughs> came from somewhere, so we got to figure that out. Is are they like aliens that were dropped off here? Like, I don't know how deep you guys want to get it. It's, it's, it's noon on a Tuesday right now. I don't know how deep we want to get in it. Do we know if the bones were real? I thought they just had fossils. Like, where the fuck did they get the bones? I will, I, I will say this. I will say this. Like, the, like the, the fact that, like, scientists have come out and said, like, oh, like, like, like the T-Rex, like, sounds, like, pretty similar to, like, a chicken. Like, what the fuck? Cap, we don't know what? that. I, I we refuse. don't know that. I refuse. No, Jurassic, it's, it, the Jurassic Park roar is how they sounded. I, I don't give a fuck. But how do we know how they sounded? How do you know? It was 65 million years ago. How do you know they don't sound like a fucking chicken? And there is no one, you don't. No one checking these scientists either because like they're the experts. Like We can't go up to them and... I know Jesus is real because it's historically proven in the Bible and like historical documents that Jesus was real. People were around. There weren't people around 65 million years ago. I get that there were fossils. Where do the where were the bones from? Where were the bo- where are they getting the bones? How are they lasting 65 million years? Were they put in a fucking time capsule? Were they frozen? Is this a, is this a full-on conspiracy podcast? What is going on? It might be, dude. Dinosaurs were not real. I call fucking. Wouldn't cap. we also see a lot more fossils if they were? Like I don't know how many fossils there are out there in the world, but. My biggest thing is how did one fucking meteor kill every dinosaur? You're telling me it was a 100% success rate of killing all the dinosaurs. You're telling me 100% 
of the dinosaurs were killed by a fucking meteor? That's bullshit. But we got alligators. That's, that didn't happen. So, uh, what what does that have to do with sports, though? Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's your what's your hot take next week? Like, oh yeah, the Earth is actually flat. I actually have a hot take next week that I'm gonna um, present that Johnny does not like, but I'm not gonna talk about it now. We gotta give. Not we gotta give talk a reason to come back. All right. So, let's go to out of pocket tweets right now. My out of pocket tweet for this week. Imagine being a St. Louis Cardinals fan. First, your team blew a 2-0 lead in the ninth inning of a playoff game, and you are still awaiting sentencing for your role in the January 6th riots at the U.S. Capitol building. That's an accurate tweet. I feel like there's some ver- there's some overlap there. I could be wrong, but I, I think but there is true. There is definitely some carpools organized out of St. Louis to Washington <laughs> that day. Okay, so my out-of-pocket tweet is from Colts owner Jim Ursay. Uh, who, who tweeted like right after the win against the Broncos. The win last night was as beautiful as Raquel Welch, who is a who is a model. And uh, like a fo- like like there like there's an uncropped photo of her in a sexy nun outfit. Jim Ursay is like the wildest owner in NFL history by far. He like he's he just horny. He's horny on Maine. Yes. He often like will get drunk and just like start shit posting on Twitter. <laughs> he just doesn't give a fuck. Which well, I it's guess crazy. I would too if I was a billionaire like that. So I say good for him. Yeah, what are they? Yeah, like what are they gonna do? He has a billion. He has over a billion dollars. What are they gonna do? Just do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, how about we go into our the, uh, the first quarter of the season's MVP and LVP? How about we start with MVP? Johnny, who's your MVP so far this NFL season? I mean, it kind of goes without saying. I think Josh Allen's the MVP right now. Like, like he. He and the Bills can can be like a bit streaky at times, but like once they're like like once they're on point, once they're clicking, like they're playing it at a level that like very few players in the entire league um, can can even say they're at. And um, yeah, like 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 they they have a point differential of like plus ninety one. I think second place is uh, plus forty seven. So like they're like they're by and far like even though they don't have the best record, the best team. And Josh Allen is just playing like. At a super sane level right now, so he's my MVP. I think if I had to give an MVP so far this season, I would have to give it to Al Michaels. Um, he's now with Amazon. He doesn't have to work weekends anymore, so I think that's a, a huge moment for him. So congratulations to Al Michaels for not working weekends anymore because he's with Amazon Prime. I also just love Joe, how Joe, honest he's been. Joe Buck too. Did you say Joe Paterno? No, I said Joe Buck too. Joe Paterno does not work weekends anymore. To be fair. <laughs> 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 Joe, Joe Paterno doesn't work. Like, what is he doing? It's like he's dead or something. Nah, he's getting tortured in hell. But he—he's—he's <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's screaming from below. I do love how honest Al Michaels has been these like last few games. You can tell he's got the Amazon money. He just doesn't care anymore. When he was previewing this week's Thursday night football matchup, he called it a no-nonsense matchup between the Bears and the Commanders, and you could just tell he was laughing as he said it. Yeah, he, he, was, he was probably like, oh, yeah, upcoming, uh, the Bears and Commanders, and uh, Joe Paterno's probably in hell. <laughs> oh, my God. Matt, who is your MVP so far? So I these people have been taking a lot of heat lately, but I just got to give it up to the NFL officials for keeping our players and our quarterbacks safe. Sure, one of them is concussed, and we don't know if he'll <laughs> ever play again, but thank God someone out there was finally looking out for Tom Brady, keeping him safe. Someone was looking out for Derek Carr, keeping him safe. Someone was looking out for Teddy Bridgewater. He got hit one time, and they pulled him out of the game. Didn't let him come back in. <laughs> so no one else is going to give the officials any credit, but I got to give them some credit. So the Zebras are my MVP. 
It's about keeping the quarterback safe. There's somebody that said um, eventually it, it's going to get to the point where quarterbacks just have flags, and in order to take them down, you have to take their flag. I mean, the Pro Bowl is going to be flag football this year. We'll see how it works. Now we're doing the LVP, the least valuable player. Matt, how about you go first? Yeah, so I'm going to give it to Patrick Mahomes. I think he sets unrealistic like image issues or expectations for young quarterbacks all over the league. We hear about <laughs> unrealistic body image issues for like pop stars with young girls around the league. Right. But think about all the young quarterbacks who are growing up right now and they have to watch Patrick Mahomes play and they have to compare themselves to that. It's just going to lead to bad football in the future. A lot of confidence issues. So I think Patrick Mahomes needs to be nerfed. I think if I'm Roger Goodell, I call him into my office. I sit him down and say, all throws must be mechanically perfect you are not allowed to leave the mm. pocket and you have to go through your reads because that is the future we want for our youth. I would agree. And I would agree so much that my LVP is actually his brother, Jackson Mahomes. Let me explain why. Jackson Mahomes has not posted a TikTok since September 15th, which was almost a month ago. And it was a TikTok promoting Amazon Prime to which he got canceled more than people that canceled Amazon Prime because it was really hard to watch the football games on television. Jackson Mahomes has not posted in a month. That's why I think he's the least valuable player so far this 2022 NFL season. And, a, NFL. and as content creators, we all know the importance of staying consistent with your brand and with your posting. Okay, so my least valuable player um, is not a, it's not a Mahomes at all. It's Allen Robinson. Um, he, I will say this. He came off a great game. 12 catches for 107 yards and a touchdown against the Cowboys. Sorry, did I say game? I meant his entire season. Five games, he has 12 catches, 107 yards, a touchdown. I think, the, I think the problem is that Matthew Stafford knows that Allen Robinson is not white, so he refuses to target him. And also, Allen Robinson is potentially washed and not white because uh, or not Cooper Cup. So, so let me let's just clarify this before you get our entire fucking podcast canceled. You are not saying Allen Robinson is the LVP because he is not white. You are saying Allen Robinson is the LVP because he is playing with Matthew Stafford, who only throws the white receivers, correct? Yes. Okay, good. Sorry. We live to fight another day. So let's do the week six NFL preview. We are presented by nobody. Um, the first game of week six is Thursday night football. We thought last week's Thursday night football game was really, really bad between the Colts and the Broncos. This one might take the cake. It is the Washington commanders at the Chicago bears. The bears are somehow favored in a football game. They are favored by minus one. In other words, Vegas doesn't even care. This is a toss up to them because like, this is such a bad game. We don't know. I think it's going to be electric, though, because people are going to take sides and bet because we're all degenerates. I think the Commanders win this one in Chicago as long as Justin Fields is not throwing more than like eight times a game. I think Carson Wentz will figure it out. I think they'll be fine on the road. I like Washington in Chicago, but I'm just really happy the Guardians are on at the same time because I'm going to be watching some playoff baseball inside of this game. This game is going to be very, very bad. So I think if the uh, if the Panthers didn't exist, I think the Commanders could be like the worst team in the league. Like I think they have like the third worst po or, or second worst point differential through five weeks, and um, they are absolutely goddamn atrocious. Having said that, uh, well, not having said that, because I think the Bears are going to win this game. 
Um, I think I think this I think it's going to be a Wentz pick parade. I think the Bears defense does enough to pressure Wentz, but uh, yeah, it's gonna it's probably going to be the worst game ever, and that's saying a lot because last week's game was the absolute worst. If it helps, in just a few weeks we get Falcons at Panthers on Thursday Night Football. Fuck so, off! Let's, so we'll count our blessings <laughs> while we got them. That's honestly. I, I don't know. I hate every, dude. I hate watching the Bears. I hate watching the Bears. I they're the worst. They are so bad on on, on prime time. They're so bad to watch. They're not entertaining at all. Um, I'm gonna take the Commanders in this one. I think just because of, I think Carson Wentz is better than Justin Fields still, and maybe he'll have a fire lit under him after getting thrown under the bus by his coach. So. Give me the Commanders. I'm not going to watch this game at all. I'm not even going to pretend like I will. But, yeah, I'll take the Commanders. All right, so we got an East Coast matchup next. We have the Ravens at the Giants. The Ravens are favored on the road by minus five, and I'm, I'm kind of shocked by this. I think the Giants are not frauds. They're not frauds. But they do need to still prove – that they are a good football team. Their schedule has been light, but they did beat the Titans and the Packers, I suppose. Um, I just, I don't know. I like the Ravens a lot. I, I think they've lost two games against the Dolphins and the Bills, which they should have won. They very well could be 5-0 and right now. I'm going to pick the Ravens on the road at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, the swamp donkey capital of the world. I think the Giants are going to cover this, and I think it's going to be another game where Justin Tucker decides I'm going to win the game. So I think the, I think the Ravens win by three. So I love Lamar Jackson. He's one of my absolute favorite players. Really? Um, yeah, big shock, absolute big shock there. Um mm-hmm. He is, like, he is definitely into running for MVP with uh, with Josh Allen, and uh, he's a big reason why this Ravens team will be a playoff competitor for a playoff competitor for a long time. I'm picking the Giants to win this game. Here's here, here's why. Like the Ravens place like way too much emphasis on Lamar. Like like I, I read a stat that like like 85 of the Ravens like yards and offense have been attributed to Lamar Jackson. Like like they like they don't really give him like much help in terms of like. I don't know, I don't know, like like outside success or whatever, and I think like with the defense, especially with like the troubles the defense have like has had recently, I think that I think they're still due for another like defensive collapse. Yeah, I think the Giants are a fun story for now, but I think the Ravens are a better team. I think it will be closer than five points, but and the Ravens definitely are very Lamar Jackson heavy. I think they really need to get some production out of J.K. Dobbins here pretty soon, but I'll take the Ravens in this one. Giants aren't there just yet. Not yet. All right, so next game we have the Jets at the Packers. The Packers are favored at home by minus seven. This is my upset of the week. You're picking the Packers to win? I'm picking the Jets to win. Yeah, the Packers have been like playing down, playing down recently. So, this spread is very interesting. I mean, the Jets are also a team that needs to prove that they're here to stay. I mean, these New York teams, what is going on? I will say, though, the Packers almost lost to a third-string quarterback with the Patriots. They just lost to the Giants over in London, and I, I don't I don't know if they're going to win this game. I think this is going to be an upset. I think the Jets, gonna ha- are ha- they do have some momentum. They do look like a competent organization. Um, it, also, just maybe like is 
allows me to cope with the Browns being really, really bad and be like, oh, well, at least we lost to a really good Jets team instead of like, oh, we lost to the fucking Jets. So give me the Jets in this one for an upset, my upset of the week. So uh, the Packers are traveling back from London. Like, they're not on a bye, so that's probably going to affect them a bit. Also, the fact that they play down with the competition, like really bad competition, like Joey said, like like nearly lost to a third-string quarterback, which is very odd. Having said that, I will take the Packers to win this one. This does seem like a game that they would win, uh, especially since, like, you know, like the Jets still have to prove that they're not, you know, the Jets. That, that like that like they do have an identity. Like Zach Wilson has been doing better for them than Joe Flacco has, although that's kind of a very low bar. So I'm going to pick the Packers to win this one, but it's going to be, it's going to be close. Yeah, it's funny. We give Kirk Cousins a lot of shit for only really being good at home at noon games, but Aaron Rodgers is kind of the same way. Like the Packers rack up so many wins just during that noon slot, like at home games, beating up against bad teams. So I'm going to take the Packers on this one. It'll be a bounce back game for them. I think they beat the Jets pretty handily. Okay, so next game we have the Vikings at the Dolphins. The Vikings are favored by minus three. It's it's the Dolphins' trajectory in the past couple weeks has been insane. Like we need, we might need a Netflix documentary on this Dolphins team with the rise and fall of Tua due to injury. Do we have an update on Tua? I think they've just said they're not rushing it. AKA, uh, we're about to go under an, an impending uh, giant lawsuit. Yeah, when your lawyers have to tell somebody to not start their quarterback, probably happening. Not great. Um, I don't really have faith in Dolphins anymore, even though literally two weeks ago I said that they are going to go to the Super Bowl. That might be – I've had some bad takes, and that might just I mean, be the worst take I mean, of all time. I mean, that's that's honestly not a bad take like because like, like we didn't expect that like Tua – like, like they would completely botch the Tua situation and the Teddy situation apparently because he's like he he had a concussion too. Yeah, yeah, I I, I don't know, so bad. Who do you got? Who do you got to win this game? I'm gonna take the Dolphins. I just I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry. It's you know why? It's because Kirk Cousins is going to Miami and Kirk Cousins is like, you know. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and mine. I am too. And I feel like Miami is just the opposite. It's, uh, you know, Vice City. You know, they, they throw bills around there on the football field and off the football field, if you know what I mean. And I think Kirk Cousins is going to be a little intimidated by that. You know, maybe he goes and uh, rolls some dice. Maybe he uh, has a Shirley Temple and, uh, you know, gets, you know. Anyways, I think the Dolphins are going to win this one just because it's in Miami. Yeah, and the Vikings have also like kind of like played down like competition like as well as the Packers have had, uh, like because like they like they've barely gotten by I think like in like the last three games against the uh, against the Lions, the Saints, and the Bears. Um, having said this, I do think this will be another one of those games that they barely get by. So I'm going to pick the Vikings to win. I think they I think they have been a better fourth quarter team this year, which is uh, a huge step up from uh, last year. So like they 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 do have that luck on their side right now. So I'm going to pick them to win. First of all, I love the idea of Kirk Cousins taking a step out of his hotel room and getting just culture shocked to death. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> he sees a girl in a swimsuit and just collapses. Um, but yeah, the Dolphins, it, if Teddy plays, they have a much better chance. We'll see what happens there. But I'm going to take the Vikings to win another close one. They'll play down to the competition like they always do, and they'll win with like a last-second field goal. If I'm the Dolphins, I, I, I don't know what free agent quarterbacks are available, but... 
I'd try and find one. Lamar. I, Lamar, yeah. But like even I mean like right right now this second like I don't know who's available because this is a really good like playoff caliber roster. And Cam Newton. <sighs> I'm so done with Cam Newton. <laughs> I am so done with Cam Newton. But uh, yeah, Vikings win a close one. No comment because I'm a Baker bro. Uh, next game we have the Bills at the Chiefs. The Bills are favored on the road by two and a half. Now I went to the game last year in the regular season where the Bills blew the brakes off of the Chiefs. It was a great game. And then obviously that playoff game at Arrowhead Stadium was even better. And the Bills didn't really get a chance to come back in overtime and win. Now, you could say that the Bills have a little bit of a revenge game here uh, with you know redemption from losing to the Chiefs in that playoff game. I think I think people are underestimating the Chiefs like – Brittany Mahomes might have had a point when you said everybody's down us. I don't think they should be. I think they should be favored in this game. The Bills just lost. They lost to the Dolphins, correct? Was that their only loss this season? Yep. Well, yes, but like they they also lost because like they like they had a practice squad secondary that that day. Okay, well I'm gonna ignore that. Anyways, my point still stands. I think the Chiefs are the team to beat in the NFL right now. I think this is going to be the game of the year. I don't think there's going to be a better game played the entire season. I like the Chiefs to win this one. I think they I think it's like last night. I think they win by a point. So I do think well, no, the Chiefs are I'm I guess I'm just on the upset train. I think the Chiefs pull off the quote unquote spread upset and win this game. I'm gonna say it's by a point, just like last night against the Raiders. I honestly think you're underestimating the fact that the Bills got Gabe Davis back. And, and, Gabe, and Gabe Davis had like a Randy Moss Thanksgiving against the Cowboys performance. Like three catches, I, I, like, I think it was like 160 yards or something, and two touchdowns, including that one catch where uh, like he pulled, basically pulled away an interception, even though it, it, was, it was an amazing throw. Great play from Micah Fitzpatrick. Just even better play from Gabe to like pull that in. Bills offense, like as I said before, um, absolutely loaded. Like they're playing like I, – I think they're playing better than like any other team right now. So – I also think it's going to be an amazing game. I'm going to pick the Bills to win this one. I just think they are the slightly better team right now. Uh, I think I got to agree with Joey on this one. I think we're still underestimating the Chiefs. I think them not being favored at home is a little insulting to them. I kind of think I could see them using that as fuel. I think it'll be a great game. It'll be whoever has the ball last probably. But I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. This is a random stat I saw today, but I just figured I'd share it. Patrick Mahomes has more wins when he's down 10 points than Justin Herbert has in his entire career. Jeez. Yeah. But, but that's Chargers football. That's that Chargers, Chargers football, football for you, trademark. Thousand percent. So, yeah, I'll take the Chiefs. I also saw a stat where it said Patrick Mahomes has already thrown more touchdowns all time than Troy Aikman. Johnson. And Troy Aikman said, like, call me when he has, like, the rings that I've got. Troy took it a little personally. That's such a bad. That's such a dumbass take. Speaking spe, spe, speaking of Chargers and uh like down by ten points, like they uh like they only have two wins since twenty twenty, uh when trailing by ten points. Both of those wins are, are against the Browns. I don't want to talk about the Browns. Stop. <laughs> the Browns aren't even on <laughs> our week stop. six predictions. I noticed. Dude, they're no, not even they're on they're this not. list. Yeah, because they kept them off the list. Not good. We're not gonna fucking talk about them in the Patriots. That's gonna be a whack game. Why don't we talk about this next game, which is gonna be absolutely. Yeah, it's actually going to be amazing. It's actually going to be amazing. I know. You would have looked at this game last year and like, this is going to be absolute doo-doo butter. I mean, even look going into this season, you're like, I don't know if this is going to be a great game. But it is. It's going to be the Cowboys at the Eagles. The Eagles are favored at home by four and a half, which honestly, 
I, dude, Cooper Rush hasn't lost the game yet. We're riding the fucking upset train. I think they got to lose eventually. I think the Eagles got to lose eventually. I'm giving it to the Cowboys. Cooper Rush has not lost a game in the NFL yet. Why are we going to start here? The answer is we're not. Give me the Cowboys in an upset. So I think the Eagles are uh, like obviously a, a great team. Like they are definitely due for a loss. They're definitely due for an ass kicking. Like 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 somewhat of a wake up call so they can like continue like to kick ass throughout the season. I think this could be the game because I because uh, the, the Cowboys have the absolute best uh, pass rush in the league. Um, and Cooper Cooper Rush is just not turning the ball over. Michael Gallup is back. Tony Pollard is balling right now, and Zeke I guess is a good blocker. Um, I'm gonna agree with Joey. I'm like I might pick the Cowboys. I'm gonna pick the Cowboys in the upset. It should be an amazing game though. Shit, that's all three of us. Cowboys are my upset of the week. I think they're not winning because of Cooper Rush. They're winning because of their defense. But Cooper Rush is not hurting the team at all, which is huge. So I like the Cowboys as well. I think I could see. Micah Parsons having a huge game. He's really come onto the scene these last few weeks, it feels like. So, yeah, I like the Cowboys to beat the Eagles. And then immediately after, Jerry's going to do something stupid like guarantee a Super Bowl or say Cooper Rush is our starter moving forward. So, Jerry will shoot themselves in the foot, but. This is what I'm saying. Like, I'm rooting for the Cowboys to continue to win. That way, by the time Dak Prescott is back, he'll do something stupid like, you know what, Cooper Rush is the starter and just completely fuck up the Cowboys. I don't think this is sustainable for Cooper Rush, but I will say it is very, very exciting for the eventual downfall of the Dallas Cowboys this season. Whenever it happens, it could be week eight. It could be first round of the playoffs. It won't be in the Super Bowl because they won't get there. But I'm I'm pretty excited for that moment, and I think this is definitely adding fuel to the fire for that downfall. All right, so we got one more game on this. I don't know. Why the fuck did you put this game on? Is it because it was the Monday night game? Yes. That's the only reason why you put it on here, not because it's, it's not going to be a great game. It is the Broncos at the Chargers, so it is a home game for the Broncos. The Broncos are not favored. The Chargers are favored by minus five at home, pseudo-home, if you will, because they don't really have a home stadium. Also, I'm salty because they beat the Browns. Uh, anyways, Russell Wilson is due for a redemption story. I've rode the upset train. He is due for a moment where the Broncos, are, you know what, win a game, and they look like the competent football team that we all thought the Denver Broncos were going to be at the beginning of the season. However, that is not this week. This is my lock of the week. I think the Chargers are going to absolutely blow the fucking brakes off of the Denver Broncos and win this game very, very handily by at least two touchdowns in complete opposite fashion of Chargers football trademark. So uh, this is also my lock of the week. I'm going to pick the Chargers to win, but I don't think it's going to be handy. I think I think it's going to be another close fourth quarter game. Do you say handy? Handily. I think you said handy like the like the Giants. I think you were thinking about the Giants too Yo, much over there. Uh, like, yeah, that's a, that. that's gonna be a great game. But yeah, <laughs> but the chart, but the Chargers, uh, like, like you you saw what they did in the fourth quarter. Like they always have these, these like goofy ass de decisions, and uh, I think that's gonna continue this week. But like as I said, I'm all for the Chargers chaos. So I think they win, but I think less than the spread. Yeah, I agree completely. Chargers are my lock of the week as well. I think in typical Chargers fashion, it's going to be a really close, really weird game. I'm predicting at least one special teams snafu somewhere. I think the Broncos offense does look slightly better this week than it has. 
and I think they'll put up around at least they'll at least get to the twenties, which I'm not sure if they've done yet this year. But I like the Chargers in a close one. So the Broncos, if they lose this weekend or next Monday, excuse me, they're going to be two and four. Yep. Okay, and that'll put them at it'll, still at third in the AFC West. Does is there a situation where Nathaniel Hackett gets let go at the end of the season, during the season? Because he has looked very, very incompetent. And Russell Wilson, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with him. He is not only terrible on the field, he is terrible off the field. He is the corniest person ever. It is getting so hard to defend Russell Wilson. I have tried. I'm like, well, he's just a guy that like is Christian. He loves God. And he loves his family. It's like, no, this guy's fucking weird. This guy is a weirdo. Like when he said Broncos country, let's let's ride after that at the at the press conference after when he was walking off the mic. What the fuck was that? What was that, Matt? That, what, that, what, can you tell what was that? I think it was him trying to sell some t-shirts, is what it was. But I don't I refuse to believe that Russell Wilson has completely fallen off a cliff like this. I don't know if he'll ever be like a top five quarterback again, but like how with how dedicated he is, you gotta imagine he'll at least turn around and be good again at some point. But I don't know if it's this year. I think I don't see them firing Hackett this year because they have Wilson locked up for the next nine years or whatever it is. I think they're going to be pretty patient. I don't know if Hackett makes it like next all next season, but I don't think it's a midseason firing. But I don't know. The Broncos are probably the weirdest team in the league right now. Yeah, just, it's, it's, it's like like they can produce drives. They just they just completely stall in the red zone. Like they, like they are the worst red zone team I have ever seen. They are god awful. Like, have I, you? Did you watch the 2017 Cleveland Browns that were led by Deshaun Kaiser by chance? Second worst team. Second worst team. I will, and I, I will say this: I think Nathaniel Hackett does get fired after the season. Um, I really, I really don't know if Russell Wilson turns it up. Like he, he's always been a great deep passer, but like, like, like they've like the league is the league is is full of full of like too high safety. And uh, like like what that does is that completely takes out like the deep, the deep passing like outside the numbers, which has been Russell Wilson's bread and butter for like his entire career. And without that, and the fact that like his mobility like is not as sharp as it is not as fluid as it used to be, it's kind of taking a toll on like what he can do. He's slower. Um, He's a lot slower. Yeah. And that was a big part of his game is running. I mean, it wasn't the first end-all, be-all kind of thing, but, you know, it's a great part of his game where he's, you know, a dual-threat dual quarterback. So we'll see. I'm just a big fan of the midseason firing, not because I want to see coaches go, but I'm happy to see coaches get that bag in a very quick amount of time. I think that is a, it's the greatest job in America is a fired college or NFL football coach. Like, it's just – it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, Matt Rule is going to be collecting checks for quite some time. $40 million. He's due $40 million. Where do we think he's going to go to college real quick before we end this? Nebraska. Wisconsin. Ohio State. Nebraska. Ohio State. And that was the Suryat show. <laughs> Holy cow. Holy cow. The, the, I, I think that was my favorite episode we've done so far. I think we're in our bag right now. So, everybody, thanks so much for watching. This has been the Suryat show. Week 6 NFL preview. We did our MVP and LVPs. Thanks so much for paying attention, watching, listening, subscribing, whatever you're, however you listen to it. We do appreciate that. How the fuck did I just say all that? I don't really know. But anyways, we'll see you next time. Peace.